Hi, this is Sheldon Primus with Safety Consultant with Sheldon Primus. That's the podcast that helps you learn the business of being a safety consultant. I'm going to continue that tradition right now with Safety Consulting 101. This is the second annual Safety Consultant 101 that we're going to do. And I am going to go over everything to finding your perfect client, choosing the name that will fit and resonate with that client. We're going to learn how to write proposals. Can I have a one-on-one time for those people who would like to speak with me one-on-one and time to reflect about what we learn? Learn about partnerships and CEUs and how to use those to boost your business. Learn about event coordination, email marketing, and even instructional design. That's Safety Consulting 101. To find out more information about the event, go to viewstub.com forward slash safety consulting 101. That's viewstub.com forward slash safety consulting 101. Here's the thing about new cherry vanilla Coke. Though cherries named first, all the flavors taste just as great. I mean, it could have just as easily been vanilla cherry Coke, or it could have been Coke cherry vanilla. And since it's two amazing flavors of Coke, it might have been Coke vanilla cherry Coke or cherry vanilla Coke Coke. Mm, unless you're in France, which would make it la Coke de la vanilla de la cherry de la creme. New Cherry Vanilla Coke, so good together. And New Cherry Vanilla Coke Zero Sugar, same great taste, zero sugar. This episode is powered by Safety FM. This podcast is being sponsored by SafetyConsultantBlueprint.com. In this episode... I have a good time talking to Timothy Attrell about his reenacting service. We talk about some things with safety consulting. We talk about acting. We talk a little bit about music. It's a fun episode. See you in a little. Welcome to the Safety Consultant Podcast. I'm your host, Sheldon Primus. And this is the podcast where I get to show you the business of being a safety consultant. It's not that easy. So we're going to address this one podcast at a time. And we're going to help you succeed. Now, the word from our sponsor. We can all run into issues. Some issues we will discuss with friends and maybe family, but some items are so personal that we don't want to discuss with anyone and we just want to handle them ourselves. What issues am I talking about? I am talking about issues with credit. Imagine being able to work on your credit report from the comfort of your own home. No weird salesperson telling you to dispute everything. Just straightforward, no nonsense on what to do step-by-step to work on your credit report. This is not just a credit education service, but it's also a community of other like-minded individuals having the same struggles. For more information, go to issueswithcredit.com. The Issues with Credit community will be with you every step of the way. Issueswithcredit.com, a 13th hour solution venture. I've always wanted to use my talents for good. Um, I used to work with kids to make uh, short films, prevention-related short films, you know, don't be a bully, don't use drugs, uh, violence, things of that nature. And um, so I kind of fell into safety, excuse the pun there, because it was a little opportunity to do good work. And um, I had already taken acting for years, and I was approached by somebody who's like, hey, I want to use acting in terms of uh, uh, my safety message. And so I wrote up this basic script, and uh, that's eight years ago. And ever since then, um, I've really enjoyed using my acting talents uh, to to prevent fatalities and injury. Yeah. Uh, What gave you the idea? Well, first, before we even get to that, so uh, describe your service. Tell me, me, like, uh, I call you for what? What am I looking for when I call you? Well, what you're looking for is you're a safety specialist mm-hmm. or you're a safety manager for a company and you're looking for a supplement for your your meetings and um, and some interactivity for your meetings. You know, I mean, you have to have, you know, the PowerPoints and, you know, and, and, and all these other things, but you're looking for a, a way to involve your, your, your attendees. 
Yeah. And so uh, basically what happens is that throughout your meeting, you go through your things, but all your attendees have a five-minute time slot. I'm in an adjacent room, and they come see me and tell me that my son just died on the work site under their watch. Wow. And I take them through that five-minute emotional roller coaster one by one. And at the end of the day, there's a discussion about what they experienced, an interactive discussion about what they experienced. And um, it really changes uh hearts as well as minds i believe so now your um your script or is it uh or you should say are you scripted in what you do or is it just pretty much off the cuff each situation will be different well the attendees are given a basic write-up about what they need to say they need to say what happened uh what's happening next you know all these things osha's there um and all the information so they are given basic some basic things to say now i have a really rough script basically that I take them through all these emotions and I have to improvise because everybody delivers, you know, differently. So, um, mm -hmm. it's a loose, loose script. And, um, but they always walk out that door going, Whoa. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, uh, do you do any recording of some of these sessions? So with the last, uh, session I did, they actually wanted to, re I'm actually a video professional on the side. Okay. So, um, they want to record one of the sessions um, so that everybody, because the whole audience couldn't participate. It was a really large audience. Um, so they recorded one of the sessions so that uh, everybody could, spin, all the attendees can see it at the end of the day, what, you know, all the participants went through. Yeah, so that's excellent. How do you counteract those guys who come in, they got their sunglasses on and they're just now being told they're going to have to act and all of a sudden they get into the goofy you know, middle school uh, type of behavior. What do you do? Oh, sure. There's always, always <laughs> one or two, you know, those guys who are just going through the motions. They're told to show up to safety day and, you know, let's get this over with. Um, I, having seen probably 300, 400 individuals at this point, I've learned how to turn that against them. Um, it's hard to explain, but um, they don't want to be there. So I really tap into that and I drag them into this. And the next thing you know, they're participating and they didn't even know how. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> they yeah. Just, <laughs> they, 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 so they're always going to but they always walk out the door the same when they're yeah, done yeah. with me. And um, how long have you been doing this now? Uh, about eight, eight and a half years now. And I've done all over, across the country. So I've seen everybody from every walk of life, um, every background you can imagine. Is there... Um a target person that you say um, there might be a certain industry that keeps calling you back over another industry? Um, I get a lot of electric and mining, you know, I, cause you know, the, the, uh, the higher the risk, you know, the more for my need for my services. Okay. That's cool. Um, do you, how do you find them? Uh, well, LinkedIn is my best friend. Um, <laughs> repeat business is my best friend. And uh, networking with uh, folks such as yourself who are, are really leading the way in uh, helping others. That's basically the three tenets there. Oh, cool. So you, you're basically uh, actively <laughs> looking through the LinkedIn. And LinkedIn's been really good for that. I use it myself for, for, uh, for a lot of uh, having to go through and say, all right, I want to work with this company. I'll go through LinkedIn. I'll say, all right, who are the decision makers or who may be the gatekeepers and then I'll connect. I'm not one of these guys that throws in that email, you know, as soon as the connection goes in and says, all right, here's me. And you just blurt everything out because it doesn't give them the opportunity to know you like you trust you, you know, imagine me, right. your, sure. your wife or girlfriend or partner. And then all of a sudden the first time you meet them, marry me. Right. <laughs> that's not going to work well, right? <laughs> sure. And, and, but that's another challenge of mine is nobody's actively going, hey, I think I want a, uh, some guy to come to my safety meeting and and, 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 and do what I do. It's so it's so unique. So mm -hmm. I, it's hard for me because I have to really reach out and explain what I do because it's not something I can explain in a sentence. So that's a challenge for me. So I have to directly go to people and explain what it is I do and how it integrates into their safety meeting. So that's a challenge I have because it's so unique. Nobody's actively looking for what I do. Yeah. Um, how do you tell them? Let's say I needed to, um, um, you get a hold of me on LinkedIn and I'm piqued 
I'm kind of interested and I'm like, wow, this is a really good idea to interact or to actually have a dramatization of a fatality or a catastrophe. And from that question that I would ask you, then what do you deliver to that person to let them either see it or to let them uh, to get an understanding of what you do? Well, I start my uh, conversations with people with what can I do for you in terms of sharing what you do, sharing your business. Um, you know what I mean? I feel like you have to go on your back scratch. You got to scratch others' back. So I start the conversation with you have something that you want to promote, whether it's a business or whatever. And um, mm -hmm. then I lean into, hey, by the way, I do this. Um, you know, spread the word if, if you want or, you know, hire me, whatever the case may be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And do you uh, point them to your YouTube channel or uh, any podcasts or anything like that so they could kind of see what you're doing? Sure. My main marketing materials is my website, www.reenactions.com. Um, How do you spell that? Um, R-E-E-N, actions. So it's reenactions. Okay. Um, and I also have it. So throughout the years, I've always recorded my sessions. Like I said, I'm a video professional. And um, I made a video of what it looks like, you know, so they could see, you know, within a minute with that five minute interaction looks like and that's my biggest marketing tool is is that video it's powerful it's a powerful video you go through that you're looking at it and you're looking at the portrayal the acting and uh you you feel the sense of that person in that short clip that you do i've seen that and yeah i i truly feel that that was a good depiction of if that comes what to do Sure. The trouble is people sometimes think that I'm actually selling a video for them to show at their meetings. And so that's a hurdle I have to get over marketing-wise to explain, no, that's a video of what I've done, but what I do is a live interaction. So that's mm -hmm. a challenge I'm having sometimes. Let me go back a little for, for listeners and for myself too. So when you got let's let's start with your safety journey uh, how did you get into into the business what were you doing prior and uh i know you said you're always into some sort of acting and acting classes or video marketing but uh how did you transition from what you were doing prior to let's get into safety and health well like i said i'm always looking to do good work um i've you know to feel a sense of purpose um to help others and uh I was just, it's all about who you know. Uh, and a friend of a friend was like, hey, I want a, a, some sort of role playing in my safety meetings. And I wasn't necessarily uh, uh, focused on safety. Okay. Just doing good. But, you know, the opportunity arose. was like, wow, what more noble cause can I do than help save lives? So um, it's funny because I don't have letters after my name, CSP, ASSAP. <laughs> I haven't taken any of those certifications. I yeah. took an OSHA 10-hour hazard training just so mm -hmm. I could connect with the safety world. But um, that's where I'm just unique. I, I don't I do not do public speaking to the whole crowd. I'm a one-trick pony. Uh, <laughs> Orville Redenbacher once said, uh, do one thing and do it well. And so yep. I've just really leaned into just doing the safety thing over the last eight years. And, um, man, I'll tell you what, it feels good every time I do it, not walking out of that building knowing that I just helped save some uh, lives, or if not some injuries. Wow. So I guess technically you're an outsider, like you said, looking in for, for safety and health. Absolutely. Uh, I, I can't do what you do. I mean, it's just not how I'm wired. And I, mm -hmm. and I appreciate what you do. I mean, wow. Uh, I wish I had that in me. So I'm just leaning to my one trick pony thing and uh, <laughs> see where it takes me. Do you ever see the movie uh, City Slickers? Oh, 30 years ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you remember at uh, the very end, uh, Curly was a character played by Jack Palace. He's one of those guys, if yeah, you uh, don't Jack remember. Palace. Yeah, he's got that mm -hmm. stern look, and he always looks like, you know, at any moment he could bite your head off. So, yes. uh, Billy Crystal, at the end when Curly was dying, he was like uh, uh, the wise sage to Billy Crystal during that whole point of uh, the dude ranch they're at. And uh, yeah. he says, Curly, What's the secret of life? That was his name, Curly. What's the secret of life? And then his dying uh, moment or movement was he holds up that one little finger and uh, he just, that was it. And then he dies. And the interpretation of that is focus on one thing. Yeah. And that is the secret of life uh, from that movie perspective. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, it's nice to throw in some variety there. You know, I, I, I play the drums and guitar and I write songs too, you know. Uh, Hold on. You're a drummer and a guitarist? Well, yeah, and bass player and songwriter. Don't ask me to sing, though. That's bad news. Look but, at the corner right there. I'm showing uh, Tim my my corner of my room where I'm broadcasting. What do you see in that corner, Tim? It looks like a acoustic guitar. Yeah, it is. And uh, I'm actually, I've been a, a trained drummer for a long time. I used to play uh, quite a bit and jazz, blues, all that stuff. I'm a musician. All the music you hear on the show, I wrote. Right on. <laughs> good, good. Well, I mean, that's the point being is that, you know, I have my other hobbies, but I think that um, it's also important for other people to consider what talents they have outside of safety that they can integrate into what they do safety-wise. Now, I don't know how I would bring a guitar and sing a song about, you know, um, lift with your legs, not with your back, lift with your legs, not with Do your it. back. That's perfect. People need to hear that. <laughs> At least consider, you know, what other talents you may have that you may be applied to what you do with safety. And yeah. that's what I do with acting. I took this acting thing and threw it into safety. Yep. And a little known fact, I used to travel with a acting company called New Life Drama Company in my uh, early years, the early, like, uh, 192021. 20, it was a Christian drama company that traveled throughout the country doing skits and drama that we have written ourselves. And I was uh, directing and, and writing skits uh, along the way. And prior to that, uh, in my younger years, I used to be a short-term mission of my my summers when I was uh, finishing up school. On the summers, we'd go away, do short-term missions trip, and then come back for the next school year. But during those trips. Uh, was drama trips. So again, from when I was younger and older, I, I know all about the blocking and the stage and the, uh, and everything else because I, I've done it. I've written uh, I've written a whole bunch of stuff. When you're writing, actually writing actual um, skits, I haven't done plays. I've only done short skits, which is basically uh, what you would see in Saturday Night Live. <laughs> and right. so I've only done those. I haven't done uh, full-on plays or anything yet, but uh, I, I do have a heart for drama. It's it's so freeing, and yes, it, it, it could. Uh, there's so much therapy in drama now. Have you ever thought of that? As far as your um, partnering with maybe a college or or something that has drama therapy and bringing your product to them and saying, hey, what can we do to make this even better? Hmm. You see, uh, here's, uh, it's, it's amazing. We have a lot in common here with the music and the acting and whatnot. Mm -hmm. I guess my problem is that I'm not very good with lines. I can, I can tear into some drama, but having to remember a bunch of lines for an hour, a half long play, or even a 10 minute play is a challenge for me. It's just my ADD and my brain goes, uh, haywire. So I, I, I prefer the improv style of um, acting. Yeah, me too. Integrate to what I do. So uh, yeah, I just I don't have that kind of memory <laughs> for all those. <laughs> I tried it. Trust me, it did not go well. Yeah, yeah. So uh, the the suggestion might be, you know, maybe with the same improv style or anything. Uh, I'm sure you're hitting some sort of psychological. I I, I think it's. I'm trying to th think of the phrase or the words, but more of um there's theory psychological theory that comes behind especially the type of therapeutic drama that you do that i think technically speaking you are performing a therapy i, I you know i never looked at it that way but i guess from a psychological point of view what, what i what i did in my research when i've created this is what is a person who's being told this bad news from an acting standpoint, mm -hmm. what is really motivating them? You know what I mean? And a lot of it is denial. What I've learned is that, you know, somebody comes to your house and gives you the worst news that you just naturally, we we're going to deny it in any way and roadblock what they're trying to say. Um, you know, and, and I've really tried to put that denial into my performances. So yes, it's, it's a psychological work. That's for sure. Yeah. I am. Um... I don't know. From for uh, for me right now, gut feeling is saying that growth for you may come from maybe even branching out and trying to do this in uh, maybe high school, college, uh, some so as well as safety and health professionals. If you could get yourself into a, a high school auditorium to do one of their sessions, 
you know, that might really help. And the safety side is, is you know, perfect. You could also do that, like, uh, let's say uh, it's coming prom time and everybody in prom time pulls out that old beat up card that was in the crash and they put it in front of the, uh, the football field and they tell you, you know, don't drink and drive. So maybe around prom time, you yeah. just go ahead and switch this up and, and do a scenario of kids that are going to be engaged with <laughs> parties and drinking and you guys work it out in a, in a stage and say, all right, what do you do if this person asks you, hey, why don't you try this? What do you do here? Well, why don't you drive me home and, and do those scenarios there? That might also branch out your business because you could do it with anything. You, you did it in safety. Why not do it with everything else? You know, I've never considered anything like that. And that is really something to consider about how to branch out and do other things. I, I guess I've just been so focused on this. I mean, wow. Okay, you're blowing my mind a little bit here. So I'm going to speak to this. I'm going to write well, that down. It was just uh, it was just a gut feeling from from hearing from you. I don't, I don't see why you can't do that in, in different scenarios. Even you know safety, try a hospital bloodborne pathogen uh, spill, and you could do a scenario on how are we going to clean up this spill or or something similar like that, which kind of takes away from the the emotional side, but it could be an additional service. So you mm -hmm. could have you know the fatality uh, inter reinteraction. You could have. You know, this is what it looks like to be safe. Let's go ahead and, and play it out and, you know, do different services with the same idea of uh, actually planning it out. Does that make any sense there? Yeah, and that really strikes a chord because, like I said, I've worked with kids on making prevention-related videos. So, you know, working with kids is right in my alley in terms of the whole prom thing specifically. And so um, I'm going to definitely noodle on that, that's for sure. Yeah, especially um, you're you're in uh, almost Christmas, so if you're if you're at the time of this recording for you guys listening, some people listen later, some people listen when it comes out. But at the time of this recording, we're getting into uh, just got into the first week of October. Uh, but uh, when you're thinking of like um, uh, for me, when I'm thinking of any kind of client, any kind of business interaction, any kind of service that I want to do, I actually also have to think about my target market's needs, their calendar, what they're going through. And then I cross-reference some of that with OSHA's uh, calendar, meaning if they have a new rule coming out or something else. So in effect, I am going to have uh, on-demand or, or uh, not on-demand, I forgot what it was, where it's um, not at will. I, uh, there's a phrase for that where it's uh, just in time. Just in time Bye. training is is I think your your message, your acting, there's no one in the, there's no one out there in any industry that I think of right now that's doing what you're doing uh, for safety. There may be, but I haven't done the research, but offhand, uh, marketing-wise, I haven't heard of anyone that's done that. Well, yeah, I've, I've looked, you know, to connect with others who've done things similar to me, and I'm having a hard time myself, so, yeah. Yeah, so that's good. That means that... Um, that you are an innovator. And then that also means that you're the first in the market, which also will mean as a as an aside that being first means there'll be seconds and thirds and fourths. And that's okay. I just, um, whatever keeps people safe, you know? Yeah. And that's, you know, the same thing with me. I, I don't mind mentoring safety consultants because, you know, we're all in the same field. Sure, I've been accused of of giving um, information to competitors, that's okay. The bottom line is I can't reach their audience, only they can. That's, that's a good point. And you know, I'm not trying to get rich or fame, certainly not famous because I'm kind of a shy guy, you know, in, in the world, but uh, that's not the, really the point. You know, it's, yeah. it's, it's really just that doing a noble effort, you know, the, the good feeling of purpose that comes with that really. Yeah, um, on the... On the day-to-day uh, -day side for you, now, are you currently working a full-time job as you're doing this part-time? Yes, I do have a nine-to-five, which I am uh, took the half day off for this. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, that nine-to-five allows me some time to really market on LinkedIn. Maybe the boss isn't looking at me, so I'm on LinkedIn like... And the job I have affords me a lot of unpaid time off if I choose so, so I can, um, you know, attend safety meetings and do my thing mm -hmm. yeah that's uh 
That actually is a benefit because some people just can't get away no matter what. So that that does help you. So I always feel that if you could start something while you're still working at your current company, that's the best way to do it. So you could get some traction first, see how you like it, see how other people receive you, and then go out and and get your, well, you should always have your your business license and everything first while you are still employed. And then you could branch out on your own pace. Yeah, and it's... I don't, I don't have enough uh, business right now to afford, and I, I might not ever have enough business to afford to quit my nine to five, and that's okay too. But um, I would tell anybody who has to keep their nine to five is, you know, look for those opportunities to uh, maintain mar- your marketing while you're at work in any possible way you can. So mm-hmm. and not, not every job is going to afford you the ability to do that, but I, I found one that, A, gives me the time to market on LinkedIn and otherwise, and gives me the, also gives me the time to take time off if I do have some business. Yeah. Um, if you were to put a time on, on your typical time of how at a session of your reenactments take, what kind of time frame is that? It averages right about five minutes per person. So okay. what happens during the safety meeting is each attendee is given a five-minute time slot um, during the day, a predetermined five-minute time slot to come see me. And uh, it's pretty much averages out to five minutes per person. Okay. And are you, um, you're, who's in the room when you're doing these uh, these five minutes? Just me and the attendee one by one. That is it. Okay. So one-on-one. All right. So that means that you could now market that you do individual or one-on-one sessions with each worker. So that means to uh, someone who is, um, let's say, the decision maker, that if I want to mentor or if I want to coach somebody, this can actually be even more um, meaningful for them because chances are they'll say what they want or say what the company wants them to say when they're uh, cornered in a HR setting. But a setting like this uh, will give that person the ability to really, you know, speak out and express themselves. So I think that is a that is something you should be writing in your marketing material as to be saying, you know, I'm giving each uh, maybe troubled employee, uh, high risk employee, however you word it, I'm giving each one of the high risk employee personal attention towards their actions. And that is, that means you could charge more. And then that also means that it, it's a value system for that company. Interesting. I never thought about targeting the specific attendees that way. Oh, yeah. Well, in the marketing material, just, you know, this is what is going to be done. Uh, we will take your group in an individual session one by one, and we will uh, interact with them or reenact with them uh, what it would be for fatality because of behavior or because of uh, situations and, you know, give your whole the list of what you do. Right. And then from there, that seems that it might be if I um, was back working where I, I used to for the state of Florida, I would I would hire that. States, cities, and counties may be your best friend. Try to right. get to uh, try to get them because they're the ones who have the most to lose. Because if a if there is a fatality like uh, one of my clients in uh, in Florida, they had um, a big city in Florida. They had a fatality where a wastewater operator fell through a grate uh, mm-hmm. that basically was a walkway, and he was walking on the grate to do his job, falls through, and he gets washed yeah. away and drowned, and they find him in another one of the process tanks uh, later on. So uh, mm-hmm. after that, the city went through so much upheaval, and this was roughly about four years ago now. And I knew the worker too, because I, you know, there's clients of mine, the people I've, uh, someone that I've trained in the past, and actually worked with in the past. So it was crushing for everybody. And this whole thing, and generally, generally they say it takes about ten years for a company to come back on their feet after an event like that. Right. So, uh, so in that situation, I know for sure, uh, especially the way that they were just in disarray, that if there was maybe a reenactment 
to let some people get stuff off, maybe some help with the employee action plan, you know, the EA or employee, what's the EAP? Employee uh, yeah. assistant, <laughs> employee assistant program, EAP, right. so they could get some counseling in there and everything else. That might be, um, it could be the gateway for you to say, my reenactments will bring out uh, certain uh, cry, certain feelings, certain expressions sure. that now can be referred to the EAP or get the employee to be referred to their EAP. A lot of um, a lot of companies actually, and this is public and private. A lot of right. public and private companies have employee assistance programs, but it's not being used. So they're paying for it, and it's not being used. So you could be a bridge for that. Sure. Well, no, that's that's. You keep blowing my mind with these thoughts. I've never considered that as well. See, and you don't actually have to type this down either, right? <laughs> you can no, re-listen to it. <laughs> I'm gonna forget this. This is good. It just seems like uh, I've been on when I was working. Um, I was in a position where I was middle management, so I had two layers below me of uh, of frontline supervisors, and then I had a little, two layers above me of upper management and executive. Uh, management so when I had to deal with my workers underneath me I was dealing with everything I was dealing with personalities I was dealing with conflicts I was dealing with injuries and uh, then I was also safety and health coordinator and a plant manager at the same time so I got to see how the in how um all the services that companies pay for to help their workers doesn't get used and, right. I also saw how people didn't want to express themselves in this, and it turned out to be a behavior that eventually led them to get themselves in accidents because they got disinterested because there was issues that they never dealt with. So I think you're a bridge. Well, yeah, it sounds like what you're saying is that there's a budget there that's just not being used. And I just need yep. to say, hey, you have this budget, you have um, some corrective action that you need here I am. I said that makes sense. Yes. Yeah, and um, and I I don't know. That's just a, a, a gut feeling. So this is Sheldon spitballing with no notes. <laughs> Whatever you feel will work for you. You you have to uh, think of it for yourself too. Oh, keep keep spitballing. That's <laughs> you're doing great. <laughs> yeah. Uh, every time I say uh, spitballing with no notes, it makes me think of those guys who do those rap battles on uh, on TV where they put actors or movie stars or uh, or musicians together and they give them a topic and they. Uh, I think uh, LL Cool J does that, right? The rap battles. I, yeah, I think I've seen that. You're talking about. <laughs> that gets crazy. Yeah. No. So what's your. Uh, <laughs> right now your most pressing need that you would say for your business uh, pressing need um you know uh, somebody once said that if you have to explain it in terms of you know what you do you mm -hmm. have to explain it it's no good and um and i, and I think that that's a hurdle for me is, is trying to explain what i do in a, two sentences or less in a way that it doesn't confuse anybody. So I, th I think from a marketing standpoint and really just getting my name out there and what I do is my biggest hurdle right now. Yeah. Uh, getting your name out there is, is always a, a key, right? So I would, again, I, I think from, from what I'm hearing, the person, yeah, they've got some, whoever told you that, that uh, if you have to explain it, that it's, yeah, everybody's got to explain it. There's no product out there that just comes out of the market unless it's like, uh, something as simple as a screwdriver, you know, you see it, you know, it's good for, but any complex service, you're going to have to explain. So that, that yeah. I don't think in your case, it, it really holds water, Sure. but I do feel that, um, it's how you explain it and to whom you're explaining. Mm -hmm. It can't be a set explanation because, uh, everyone has their own experience. Every industry has their own touch points. So you're going to actually, I think the path would be to develop what you feel is your explanation in about your five minute video. Was it five minute, the video? The video itself is a minute, about a minute long. A minute, uh, well, that one minute video is your explanation. But I don't think you need to do anything else other than that. That is a great explanation. I would couple it with something else maybe. Uh, if you, and let's say um, there's any way you could uh, offer 
an additional service for care, meaning uh, I brought all these feelings out. <laughs> now we need to do something with these feelings. Uh, partner with somebody. Maybe you could call the um, your clients and say, you know, or potential clients, who uh, who is the professionals that your company sends your workers to, and see if you could partner with them and say, I'm about to do something really big for this organization as far as emotions. What do you want me to get across and maybe partner with them that way, if that makes any sense? It doesn't, and I've thought about that. And I guess what's what's good about what I do is that after everybody's seen me, it creates such an emotional charge so that when um, they have the discussions afterwards, whatever barriers I have to safety doesn't hold as much water in that emotionally charged state that they're in. So I see what you're saying. I need to communicate how important that after they see me when they are emotionally charged that they really have their attendees right where they want them and what more can you do at that point it's a very good point thank you Sheldon yeah maybe even like a um something you pay for maybe independent but just say um you know I'm gonna do this uh, reenactment with your group and then afterwards let's do a let's uh, I also have an up upsale of a course uh, that I worked with with uh, my local community college and this is a maybe it's one of your video courses that you put together and say mm -hmm. this one is for uh, how do you get past the stages of grief or how do you express yourself or how do you talk about things okay. or and then now you've you've got an upsell so they're they're seeing your performance they're seeing a reenactment and then the aftercare is going to be these guys are gathering these people because you gotta, you know, the workforce. The workforce has an open wound right now. Here's how, uh, here's a pathway to patch that. So that's something you may not be a professional at, but if you could work with somebody that you know, friend, family, church member, anything that is a professional, say, what do you suggest? Or maybe you could give me a combined information and we'll create a, a package that I could either put in a video format and short five, when I say short I mean three minute lessons uh two minute lessons up to five minutes of you know uh here's the how many stages of grief is it I forget that one like five or something is like it that five yeah I keep thinking five or seven, right yeah so maybe yeah. something like that where you can yeah, um, uh, illustrate those things for them in your in your acting, illustrate those stages of grief, and each one of those stages is five separate five minute videos or three minutes videos, and now you have a product. Right, and so this is where you're really blowing my mind. Here is what I'm doing now is I'm taking through the reenaction, and then I'm gone. So <laughs> yeah. what I'm hearing you say is okay. Now that you've got them in this emotional state, what add-on can I give towards that conversation that, that they'll have about what they experienced with me, whether that be, you know, any kind of media, really. I mean, what, you know, even on a piece of paper, what did you learn? What are you going to do differently from that perspective? That's where you're blowing my mind. Okay. Absolutely. That seems like a, a, a natural fit, right? Where if you are opening these things, <laughs> that was good. Right. If you're opening up these feelings and then now, uh, you can say this is, you know, stage one is going to be the reenactment. Stage two will be whatever this video is. And then I'll come back every whatever time or you refer people to their EAP now that they've, they've, they acknowledged that this is what they're going through. And, or if you want to start a team, <laughs> you know, right. a 1099 person and say, you know, you could be part of my team. I'll refer them to you. I get a 25 cent, uh, 25% referral fee and now uh, it probably works best city for city or, or wherever you go. I'm not too sure your geographic um, distance of uh, where you go for your reenactments but you know before you, you get your calendar set up you might go ahead and call a couple of places ahead of time and uh, and say we could refer them to this place. Right. Especially private. You really want to, uh, if it's a, a hospital setting, you're probably not going to get the percentage, uh, the referral percentage. And that's not bad because truly um, 
there is referrals for everything. That's uh, my brother works in the medical field. And uh, what he does is he actually gets doctors to refer patients to his facility. And then they actually get a, a fee or something else for that. And there's companies and services that do that. So that might be a branch for you. I don't know. You would have to think about that. No, no, I'm going to noodle over all of these things that you've told me. That's for sure. <laughs> Thanks for opening up the mind here. Wow. <laughs> Have you ever thought of doing an acting troupe where you guys, uh, maybe three, four of you get together and you, you do a, a reenactment in its own setting? You might, you know, get a, an outline and you, you, you do one of those riffs <laughs> for, you know, uh, for the actual wording so you're not scripted but you have an idea right. what you're going to say and then, you know, do that. <laughs> That's something to consider too. I I need to write all this down. Yeah, you got it on on the video or the podcast, right? And I'll give yeah. you a, a little bit of this video too so you can have that. Um, oh, so you'll, you'll have both. Uh, what's your experience with uh, right now, now that you're, uh, you're getting a good understanding of safety and health from an outsider's point of view, now, what do you what do you feel the industry is either doing well or lacking compared to your experience with other things you've done? Um, I, I guess that's a, from my perspective. I I just don't know the industry um, well enough to really comment on it. You know, I mean, I see a lot of things, a lot of conversations on LinkedIn and whatever. So um, I guess where I'm at right now is somebody once said, "Get started, then get smarter." So I'm somewhere in the middle of between getting started, getting smarter. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, so that's really where I'm at now. I'm just trying to absorb all the information that I possibly can. And, uh, and yeah. I'm, I'm right there in the middle. So Yeah, yeah. That's perfect. I like that saying. Because <laughs> it's, it's funny. People could uh, just, they'll visualize all day long. They'll consume content and information all day long, but they'll never get started. Oh yeah, yeah, and and you're, that's the only way to learn. I mean, when I started out, I'm I'm not focusing on the right audience with my message. I'm talking to people who are looking at me like, "Why are you focusing on me?" You're, "Hello, go, go over there." I'm like, "Oh, wrong way." So you're gonna get a lot of wrong ways as you get this started, and you're gonna fail miserably, and it's all cliche. But uh, if just that's the only way to learn is to do it. So get started, then get smarter. Yeah. Otherwise, um, you're gonna be stuck. You know. Uh, analysis paralysis you know if you sit there and try to figure out how you're going to do it right you know exactly. go do it wrong <laughs> go do it yeah. wrong and then change that's what i always try to tell people i got a lot of wrong things out there and um i'm trying to i'm trying to get it you know changed up and i remember um the safety culture.online site that i started my idea was to have a, a membership site with uh, safety safety culture uh, topics and a few things to help with that. I'm still developing it. So anyone steals it before I get it developed, oh, well, we'll have at it. But uh, but I did it. I, it's The site's actually there. Safetyculture.online is there. And I have it as a resource. I keep updating it, but it's just not the way I like it yet. And I'm going to keep working at it, but you got to do something, right? You got to, you know, get that product, get that service, whatever, get the thing out of your brain and, and into the world. Right. And you have to get feedback. I mean, it's, it's hard to know if you're doing it right or not until you get feedback from people such as yourself, which you're doing right now. And I really appreciate that. So that speaks to that is go do it the wrong way and learn through feedback. Feedback is a gift. Mm -hmm. And anytime you get some feedback, negative or positive, you need to actively uh, look for that. That's what I believe. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm, uh, I'm still thinking about you doing a, a, a group or something that that will go out and <laughs> show one of these uh, reenactments, and then you know, so hey, over for sure. Yeah, because uh, that could be a, a free introduction to. Um, uh, let's say you're gonna do. Uh, a lot of places have, especially they they do chamber of commerce meetings and they have guest speakers uh, for chamber of commerce meetings or construction uh, associations. Any of these associations really have uh, certain times that they do freebies for their uh, 
their clients, the people who are their members. So if you got a hold of your local association there in Ohio and just said, safety association, say, this is what I do. I do reenactments. Uh, if you do something for your people quarterly or monthly, will you let me do a reenactment with uh, my team and I'll show you what we could do. And then when you're done with your team reenactment, just say, imagine this in your company that I'm doing this one-on-one -on -one with your workers. Uh, any other questions or comments or anything you want to add before you, you plug and tell me what, tell everybody where to find you and your websites again and everything else? Well, uh, again, if, if you don't use me, um, I would tell people that at least find some way to get away from move away from the technical aspects of their message and where can you uh, inter interject some emotion into it and some interactivity um because i you know I, if you're actively participating in a message i think that goes a long way in changing people's behaviors again my website is uh, reenactions.com r-e-e-n-a-c-t-i-o-n-s um and you know, the best way to get a hold of me and talk about what I do is just call the old fashioned way, 614-949-5972. Because it's the best like. way I can explain it is is you know, face to face or at least, you know, on the phone. Then having to explain this, you know, on paper, that's for sure. Like actually use your cell phone to call? You know, crazy. Wow. <laughs> I, I didn't think the cell phone could be used for calling. It's great for checking in and, and emails. Yeah. Right, and it's, it's unheard of these days, but I think it's the best way to really communicate what I do and answer the questions that I have related to it, that's for sure. All right, excellent. Well, thank you so much. I, I had fun. All right, Sheldon, I appreciate you. All right, have a great one. Rest of your day. Do you want to be a safety consultant? Listen to Dr. Jay Allen of Safety FM give his experience after taking the Safety Consultant Blueprint course. I have actually done research on different consultants and looked at different consulting courses and so on. There is a pretty fancy, very expensive consulting course that is out there. I have actually purchased the consulting course, was interested in it. It has good information, don't get me wrong. But you have a consulting course that really drives people onto focusing on safety and how to become a safety consultant. I will tell you on your particular course, there was better information in that particular regards than the other consulting course that was more of a generalist form. But I figured I felt like I got more information out of yours on you giving people direct path on what to do step by step. But I really think that you have a genuine good product there that can really assist people if they're interested in becoming a safety consultant. Register for the Safety Consultant Blueprint at www.safetyconsultantblueprint.com. Enter code PODCAST for a special discount. Welcome back to the Safety Consultant Podcast. And before we get into the tip of the week, I just want to remind you to go ahead and take some action. Whatever podcatcher service you're listening to, go ahead and give me an actual review, like the show, share it with your friends, anyone that you think could get a kick out of this show, starting their own consulting business or even their own cons uh, safety consulting business, which is the topic that I used. Uh, go ahead and share this to them. And please, I would love it if you take the time and review uh, this show on whatever service you're listening to. That'd be awesome for me. Greatly appreciate it. I also want to remind you that for the month of October 2019, we are having a safety consultant blueprint course sale. Each week, we have a special discount. So the week one was 40% off. I got in trouble, can't do that anymore. So each successive weeks is going down. So go ahead and check and see what the discount is this week. So check it out when you get a chance. Let's get right into the tip of the week. So the tip of the week is to use all of your skills to earn money. Why not? You have this stuff and you are blessed or talented with it. If you do music, if you uh, do acting, whatever you do, 
use that and find a way to monetize that, which will be outside of your consulting, but it's still money into the family. I've talked about this in several ways. It's in my book. Uh, that's a good way for you to release whatever creativity is inside of you and then also find a way to make supplemental income. So be creative. Really think about what you want to do. Like for, for instance, for me, I love music. I've been producing music forever. There's even a music episode of the Safety Consultant Podcast. So go find the, the music episode. Go scroll down, find that one. All the music you hear from the show is all my music. And so I I do it all, even the music in, the, in most commercials, I should say, because I did have some commercials that was produced professionally. But other than that, most of the music that you hear is from things that I've done. So if you go to sheldonprimus.com backslash music, you know, I have it available there for purchase. So you could download any of the songs that you like that you hear week after week from listening to me. You could have an opportunity to download it. So that's an example of what I mean of using all your talents, all your skills to bring in money. You don't have to bring in money just by being a safety consultant or trainer. So that is the tip of the week. See you next Monday. This podcast is being sponsored by safetyconsultantblueprint.com. This episode has been powered by Safety FM. Here's the thing about new Cherry Vanilla Coke. Though Cherry's named first, all the flavors taste just as great. I mean, it could have just as easily been Vanilla Cherry Coke, or it could have been Coke Cherry Vanilla. And since it's two amazing flavors of Coke, it might have been Coke Vanilla Cherry Coke or Cherry Vanilla Coke Coke. Mm, unless you're in France, which would make it Le Coke de la Vanilla de la Cherry de la Creme. New Cherry Vanilla Coke, so good together. And New Cherry Vanilla Coke Zero Sugar, same great taste, zero sugar. Celebrate the big 2020 with T-Mobile. Switch now and get two lines for just 90 bucks and two new iPhone 11s on us. So you can take a portrait built for two with the ultra-wide camera. Oh, that's a good one. Oh, cute. Hurry in to T-Mobile and get two lines for 90 bucks and two iPhone 11s on us with qualifying trade-ins. Via 24 credits for well-qualified buyers with auto pay, plus taxes and fees. If you cancel before receiving 24 credits, you may owe up to the full value of your device of $699.99. Contact us. Qualifying port ins and finance agreements required. Hey, this is Sheldon Primus with Safety Consultant with Sheldon Primus. And that's the podcast where I teach you the business of being a safety consultant. I just want to invite you this September to an event called OSHA Compliance Help. This event is going to be co-hosted with my business partner, Kevin Yarbrough. Uh, Kevin Yarbo has retired from OSHA as the assistant area director of the Tampa office, and he has 26 years of service with OSHA. So in this event, what we're going to do is we're truly going to go over things that have uh, effectively been hard for people to understand about OSHA. So we'll talk about how to survive and thrive through an OSHA audit, OSHA record keeping, understanding the CFRs, how to decode compliance letters, and much, much more. This is going to be your time to truly talk to someone who's been in the business and someone who's been in OSHA together. So go to viewstub.com forward slash OSHA compliance help. Viewstub.com forward slash OSHA compliance help for more information and for event tickets.